Well, hello there, and welcome to Barely Adequate with Colin and Jay. I'm Jay, and you have Colin right over there. What's going on, Colin? That, that's me, right over here, all the way. Where am I? I'm in Nova Scotia. But yes, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, isn't that the amazing uh, how technology is? I'm way over here in Detroit, and he's way over there in Nova Scotia. Uh, we've never actually met. And as a matter of fact, when it comes right down to it, I believe this is the first time we've actually ever talked in person. Probably. It's usually through uh, Twitter or way back when, uh, when I was part of uh, your um, uh, UFC uh, fantasy pools. Right. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. Weren't you, wasn't the first time I ever met you was through the Kevin Smith uh, message board? Oh, yes. Yes, for sure. Way back. <laughs> well, I mean, time has no concept now, especially in this decade, but however long <laughs> ago that was. <laughs> but yes. The glorious yeah. message board, which uh, I I often miss. It, it was it was a really cool place. But yes, uh, yeah, that's where well, we it first. Was, it was, um, mm-hmm. was it those mafia games too? The message board games. Oh, I don't know if you did any of those. Yeah. At this point, I can't even remember. That was. Oh, I'm not God, sure. It's got to be 15 years. It's got to be 15 years ago, isn't it? Oh my goodness! Uh, I read today was it was like Harold and Kumar came out 18 years ago, like the first one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, if uh, like, the listeners these, haven't figured out, we're a bunch of a uh, couple middle-aged now. guys. Oh, man. Yeah, I know. I'm in my 40s. All this stuff is old. The people I still consider new are retiring. It's, yeah, it's all insane. I, I don't know what's happening anymore. Oh, I know. Yeah, I talk to people about new music, and they're like, oh, that came out 20 years ago, dude. I'm like, oh, well, that, yeah. that's just embarrassing. I still so, consider uh, Billy it, Talent a new band. I love those guys. <laughs> but oh, they've been yeah. around... Uh, I think they're close to 30 years now. They actually started in the late 80s. They're a Toronto band. But uh, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of scary. Now, speaking of new, this is a, a new podcast, so I'm not sure if I have any of my settings uh, to the correct ones. Uh, I was afraid I might be too low as far as the volume goes, so I cranked it up a little more. So now I might be too high. So you'll have to let me know uh, what how it sounds in your end. And obviously, after the first show, we'll check it out in post-broadcast. Uh, post? Post? you guys know what i mean and, and see how it sounds time words it's it yeah whatever but just just buckle in we'll, we'll get through this yeah somehow. <laughs> yeah well and the funny thing is uh you know um listening to you you sound fine uh okay. and uh the, and the crazy thing is you're on a, a cell phone while i'm on uh not a ton of money as far as recording equipment goes but i'm fairly professional recording equipment and i guarantee you once we listen to this afterwards we'll probably sound about the same it's crazy how high the level of casual technology is now. Well, I mean, it's stepped up. I mean, what, how long has it been since iPhones, you could shoot a movie with an iPhone? With oh, all I know. Insane camera kind of things. Like it's more important that it's a camera than it does anything else. And, you know, I'm, I've never been a selfie guy or even take a lot of pictures with it. But uh, yeah, like it's half of the stats. Whenever a new iPhone comes out, it's all about the camera. And there's like three lenses on the cameras now, I think, or something. I'm still on an old XR. So even I'm obsolete on, on that front. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but the, you're, like you said, the level of technology they pack into it, uh, not yeah. even for the top models, just for like the mid-range stuff is uh, ridiculous. And it's advanced so quickly. Uh, I saw a... Uh, 
one of those Facebook memories back way back when posts that they do every day and show you what you posted five years ago, 10 years ago and all that good shit. And not too long ago, I think a couple weeks ago, I saw one that said 12 years ago, I got my first cell phone and I was behind the times a little bit on that one. Most, most of my friends already had cell phones at that point. But still, yeah. only 12 years ago, when I, and it wasn't even a smartphone, because uh, I, I noticed I, someone had asked me about it, and I had posted it was a semi-smartphone. Okay. So, yeah, so it wasn't even like, you know, a, a full-on, like, iPhone or anything like that. So, and then here it is tw- 12 years later, and the phone in my pocket, is it isn't even one of the high-end ones. I think I paid $400 for it. Uh, so, it's definitely a, definitely a mid-range phone, and it's ridiculous how good it is. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. As long as it works, I'm, I'm was never even, and I'm still not the type that when a new model comes out, I have to get it. I'm very much nowadays, I'll replace it when it's broken. So, yeah, you know, yeah. my, like my, my XR is still going and I know my phone provider uh, is a little upset that I don't upgrade as much as they would like, but you know, as much as they would like me to, but you know, mine still works. So. Yeah. right right and yeah I'm, I'm about the same way uh, i try to look for the best value toward money you know toward te- how much technology it has because i don't really want a piece of shit phone because you're gonna like, be bummed out because everyone everyone's on their phone 24 7 now so having at least a decent phone you know it's a quality of life thing really <laughs> i'd rather spend two three four hundred dollars and get a decent phone rather than spend a hundred or two hundred and just get something i'm gonna be unhappy with for the next couple of years until i finally get fed up and replace it but I, when I spend $400 on a phone, I can hold on to that one for five or six or seven years before it's so far behind the times that it's not even worth keeping anymore. Uh, so to me, it's, well, it's, to me, it's a, all about a value toward, you know, how much you want to put into a thing. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I want it to work when I need it. So if I'm stuck in a waiting room, then, you know, I want my music playing or maybe even depending how long my wait is, uh, get a couple YouTube videos in. But, uh, you know, I can't just have it where it doesn't load half the time. It, you know, it never connects or heaven forbid the rare time I actually use it as a phone. I want it to be able to connect. <laughs> with the right, phone. right. <laughs> and, and I do have issues of mine on that one, but I think that's more of my carrier than the actual phone. I don't think replacing the phone would make much difference on it sort of deal. You know, like lots of times I don't, uh, it looks like I have coverage, but my phone will do weird things like say the SIM card's missing and then. <laughs> And then later on, it'll decide the SIM card's, SIM card's not missing. And, and then, you know, then I'll reset it and get like 15 different messages. And I'm like, huh, oh, that wow. feel, that, to me, that, feel, that feels more like a carrier thing than the actual phone thing, though. I think so, yeah. Yeah, I've been pretty lucky. I've actually been with my carrier, well, actually since high school, to tell you the truth. Um, and they, they were a different company name then. And uh, it, well... I mean, I guess it was under my mother's name when I was in high school and then eventually I just took it over. So I've been with the one carrier forever and um, I've actually been pretty lucky. And even it was one of the first things I looked at when I moved from Ontario to Nova Scotia. And I thought, okay, hold on, before I pack anything, I have to make sure my provider is good in Nova Scotia because I have no idea (laughs) at the time. And it's better than the other big two in Canada. And I'm like, all right, sweet, good. I don't have to change. It's bad enough I had to change my phone number, which I love my old phone number. It was so easy to remember. Um, yeah, it was bad enough I had to change my phone number, but uh, I was able to keep my provider. So I'm like, okay, I can move to another province now. We're in the clear. Let's go. <laughs> well, well, for us, we don't do a ton of traveling, so we stay pretty local. And I, nine times out of ten, I'm in Wi-Fi, so it's not a huge deal of whether or not yeah. how reliable my carrier is, so to speak. And 
you know, and people are like, oh, I don't know why you put up with that. I'm like, well, because we have two lines for $55. <laughs> I go, oh, I hear some of the, I hear some of the prices people pay for their fucking phone bill every month. It's like, I pay $179 a month per line. I'm like, you're out of your yeah, fucking exactly. mind. You. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, don't you have rent to cover as well? That's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, holy shit. Come on. I was like, yeah, I realized that I have, uh, uh, Metro PCS, which is basically T-Mobile from what I understand. And it's, it's not awesome, okay. but it's, it's cheap as fuck. And I don't, I rarely have any major issues with it. So I'm not going to pay literally double that, which is what pretty much the next carrier wants, wants for the same sort of shit. Yeah. If it's serving your purposes, I do the same thing with my internet provider. Actually, it's, it's a third party provider that'll use existing lines from one of the major companies. And it's, uh, what is it now? I think it's 80, 80 a month. And I don't have a, a cap on the data or anything like that. And it works fine. You know, I, I don't get yeah, I can't, or anything I, like that. So I changed mine recently. And to be honest with you, well, there you go. There's something we can talk about. I almost didn't make the show today. Uh, oh, no. and, you know, while we're talking, I'm looking at my sound levels and they seem pretty high. I think I'm going to put this back down to the, uh, there we go. Whoop, a little bit higher. Right. We'll put it right about there. Yeah, so I have uh, sorry. I, I know my sound levels look uh, were bouncing up pretty high. I didn't want to be blasting people out, but yeah. Anyways, uh, I almost didn't make the show today because I need to call the cable company and have them come out and replace the end of a cord um, because it has fallen off. Um, like a coaxial I, cable. I use, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's exactly oh, wow. what, I, what I'm talking about, actually. Um, Okay. I use wireless uh, internet for me back here. I have uh, Xfinity, uh, which is a shitty cable company, but they are the only ones that actually give me service to this area, which is ridiculous because you can go like literally a half a mile and get like cable service from three different people. But because of this particular spot I'm at, they've never ran lines for anything but Xfinity, which is Comcast uh, for those of you who are old, more, a little more old school. And uh, so I'm stuck with them. <laughs> um, oh, wow. I, I get junk mail from Xfinity all the time. So oh, man. I'm like, yeah, I mean, you, you I, seem I, shady just from their little pamphlet. So I'm like, yeah. I'm I gonna- mean, lately they haven't been too bad. I mean, I've had issues, lots of issues in the past. And and uh, I've had cases of where they were charging me more than people that live in a community not too far from me. And I knew that was simply because I didn't have any other options so they could get away with it. But right now they're act- it's at, they're they're reasonably priced. They're $65 and I, I, I can't remember how many gig I'm supposed to have, but it's a ridiculous amount. Uh, but I don't right. get that back where I'm doing the show here because I'm on wireless and I'm like two rooms over from the Wi-Fi. So I normally get like 50 or 60 or 70 for my uh, internet speed megs back here, which is fine for what I'm doing. Uh, yeah. However, this more, however, when I checked it a little while ago, I was getting like 20 or 25. I'm like, oh, that's not a good sign. That's a little bit on oh, the low wow. side. So I went and go checked out my little tower thing, picked it up, looked at it, unplugged it, plugged it back in. And uh, after that, it stopped working. <laughs> turns out was because the uh, coaxial cable part of it had just fallen apart and slid right out you know like the uh so it was still screwed in but the cable with the little pointy thing you know that actually goes in there had slid right off the end uh so i thought i wasn't going to be doing a show today but we ended up just sticking it back in there and trying to wedge it in there good and so far it's working Uh, i imagine i will should probably call those people out there to have them replace the plug but uh so far so good uh so if i don't have a really good internet connection that's my excuse it's because my uh, equipment's <laughs> literally falling apart as we speak. Never heard the cable just fall apart. <laughs> you got any animals chewing on it or what? 
no no it's just really old i've been i was i've been in the uh house for uh, 11 years and there was a cable that was in there when i moved in so god knows knows how old it is just being attached to something oh, wow. that's getting moved around my my wife loves moving stuff around it's like her hobby there's nothing in my house stays in the same spot for more than three or four months tops I, I told her, I told her, I'm like, you know, you're really lucky you're not married to a blind guy because you drive that motherfucker nuts. You can't <laughs> just leave the shit alone for just, just for a little while. Please, I'm begging for you. <laughs> now, in, okay, in her defense, though, I'll go on a tear where I have to change a room around, but it's been the same for a long time. And then all of a sudden, I'll just be sick of it and I'll have to change it around. But, and when I say a long time, it could be like three, four years or whatever before i'm like yeah i don't like this layout anymore and i have to change it so i don't know if that um, i don't know how often she wants stuff changed around but i might i might have to agree with her oh i'm very much a creature of habit i, I like my stuff yeah. where it's supposed to be you know, you know um i live my life with a regiment for the most part you know i get up at a certain time i yeah. want to have, take care of this at a certain time this that and the other i get upset at work when i don't take my breaks at the right time <laughs> <laughs> everyone there is pretty much aware of how neurotic i am about that kind of shit yeah yeah um, which yeah. is crazy because I'm not, I'm not really a super organized person as far as that goes. It's just, you know, as far as my routines go on time wise, I'm, I'm pretty much set in my ways. Yeah, no, I, I enjoy a good routine and my current living room layout, for example, I could see this staying maybe for and forever until I move. Maybe, I don't know. I'm liking the way yeah. it's working out, but, uh, yeah, as far as routines go, I can definitely get into a schedule and I'll enjoy a good rut, but. Every now and again. Yeah. Well, yeah. Got to get and I don't, my, you know, it's, it's, it's not that yeah, I don't understand where she's coming from moving stuff. I have no fashion sense or anything like that. She, when she moved in with me, yeah. she was like, um, uh, sorry, I'm getting distracted by the, the talking, the, uh, the, uh, chat. Oh, box right. A little bit. I'm not looking at my, <laughs> as, yeah, as this, you know, this, there are yeah, what, there. what we're broadcasting with, this is very new to me. So I'm, yeah. Oh yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. This is a live, this is this people. live show. So those are all, those are all people that are talking on chat box. As I can see a, a couple of them are familiar with who I am. So don't be surprised. Yes. No, if, I am, uh, I am a brand new person. Or stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's who, who's my old co-host. I'm a very brand yeah. new person. They're, they're referring to the, the show I did before. Originally I did it with a guy uh, named uh, um, R-Dot or, or, or um, R-Dot C, I think was his uh, forum name. And uh, sorry, I'm <laughs> getting distracted by reading that shit. Okay. I'm just going to ignore it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, yes, a, hello, uh, of yeah. well, you, you, you want to try a phone call? I mean, shit, why? No, I guess not. I am occasionally getting a notice for a phone call, but they're not lasting, hanging out long enough for me to actually pick it up. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, other things that I got going on today is I put together a rowing machine. Uh, my birthday's coming up, and my wife bought me a cheap rowing machine because I've been looking for different ways to stay in shape. And uh, I'm basically getting too old to lift weights, which was the way I did it, what I used before to stay in shape. But, you know, I'm right, pulling right. in on, on 49 next month. So, uh, we're going to try something a little more full body, a little less stressful on the body, and all that good stuff. Because I'll be honest with you, I don't really want to. <laughs> with weights anymore i did it for like eight eight years or so and that was enough um, oh yeah if well just, that's if, I can, like if you... I can just maintain with something else it'd be just easier for me yeah because yeah then that's just it you exactly want to maintain and keep everything up but you the last thing you want to do is just cause damage as well so 
Right, right, exactly. And it's and it's pretty low impact. Uh, I did like a little five minute thing uh, about what about 15, 20 minutes ago just to uh, try it out because I did. I felt like I needed because I'm probably going to go to bed right after this show. <laughs> I, I go to bed really early and get up really early because I'm an old yeah, cause, yeah, man. you start. Um, yeah, you start. Or I mean, I'm I'm up at six anyway, but I think you start even earlier than that, don't you? Yeah, I'm norm- I normally get up at four, um, which means oh, I'm four. in bed oh. by like eight or by eight or nine. <laughs> uh because i still try to get eight hours of sleep uh i uh, sleep horribly bad oh. okay let's see if we're, we're gonna actually take this caller why not what the fuck right yeah okay if i if i did the right thing there we go hello growl growl bow what can i do for you hey there fellas how's it going <laughs> not too bad how you doing tonight I'm doing pretty good here. Uh, tell you what, I was just taking a massive dump right now, and I needed a perfect soundtrack, and I thought your show would be great for it. <laughs> now, can now, we listen, turn that uh, into a marketing opportunity? That's that's. Oh, I have to think about that now. Uh, R. R. C. Oh, you sound you. like you've lost some weight, my friend. So much, in fact, I'm an entirely different person. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, now, um. Has uh, Passive J filled you in on the uh, history of this podcast, and in particular, this time slot? Uh, no, no, but I'm no, no, I've told a little bit about it, but not too much. Yeah, yeah you see, uh, Passive J, he abandoned his show about a year and a half ago. Okay. Due to, uh, well, dubious circumstances, to say the least. And uh, a few kind and humble gentlemen uh, took the reins and have carried the torch since then. And uh, they've been running it uh, weekly in this time slot, and uh, they're a bit offended that Passive J has come back now and tried to reclaim the throne during their time slot. Oh, if it, if it makes them feel any better, I'm only going to be doing this on Monday nights. On Monday nights now? Yep, that's it. I'm, I, before, I, uh, Colin, I had done this show uh, either six or seven days a week, depending on when I was doing it, uh, every night at 6 o'clock. So... Um, this will be right now. Well, you know what? I'm I'm going to get back to I'm going to get back to my higher ups about it and uh, see what they say. And uh, three pointer, meow. Uh, so yeah, as I had mentioned, I have done a show before, uh, and we used to have, uh, quite a few callers and interesting people. So, um, don't be surprised if we have someone like that stop in from time to time. So, um, Sure. Yeah, moving on. So, so, uh, so you've told me uh, that you 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 are not new to podcasting. This is not your first podcast. Uh, what have you done before? Uh, well, for the last, I think it might almost be a year and a half now. Uh, my friends and I we started a wrestling uh, podcast, or well, actually a wrestling radio show. It then becomes a podcast, but um, every week we uh, we we do a, a radio show just about wrestling in general and uh just what kind of what happened that week what we think and the perspective being is the youngest of us has been watching wrestling for 20 years the rest of us are up around 30 and over 30 years so it's kind of a long-term fans perspective on what we miss uh what we're seeing happen all over again and uh, what we think of what's happening these days and uh it's there's about five of us and we kind of rotate out rotate in you know we all kind of have regular day jobs and all families and all this other kind of thing so through the week so sometimes it's not always all of us every week but uh, it's at least two or three of us and uh yeah we just go through 
some of the guys are not interested at all in AEW, and uh, I very much am, and uh, I'm not impressed too much with WWE lately, and they all love SummerSlam that just happened. So it's a nice little back and forth. We're, well, we've all been friends for a very long time, too, anyway. So, yeah, we'll get into it, and uh, but otherwise, it's been a lot of fun. Well, it's good that you have that outlet because you'll get no help here for it. <laughs> I don't, I don't watch wrestling at, at all. Um, don't, that, that, that's not to say that I don't respect it. I understand the athleticism, athleticism to uh, be yeah. a professional wrestler. Um, I've I had arguments with people before, and I tried to explain to them like you realize it's harder to fake most of those moves than to do them for real, right? I, anything that you see them doing, they can do. Because, because it's way easier to actually hurt somebody with one of those moves than put the, than the fake it and not hurt somebody. Uh, yeah, so and either, I just think never pull get the punch. The, or, yeah. yeah, pull the punch or like I, you know, uh, uh, and don't get me wrong, I'm pretty sure this isn't going to be considered the epitome of wrestling talent. Uh, but I saw Shaggy Two Dope at a at a local wrestling show here in Detroit uh, pick up okay. like a 220, 230 pound man. Uh, yep turn them around and, you know, and power bomb them. And there's no fucking way that th- that didn't take skill for him to do that without breaking that guy's fucking neck. You know, I, I, I hate, you know, I hate, I'm not exactly uh, happy with giving ICP props about something, but fucking a dude, you know, you, you can't just do, you can't just walk out there and do that. You got to fucking practice that shit. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. You have to, um, well, I don't know much about lifting, but I mean, that's what deadlifts and just kind of just moving essentially kind of dead weight around a little bit. Um, but also it's the person picking up the other person and then that guy getting picked up. They all have to make sure they're doing their best to be in the exact right position for the landing, you know, as well. Uh, I liken wrestling completely as stunt men and women, uh, doing a soap opera. Because it's it's storylines and then feats of athleticism, right? So you know, I right, used to watch right. Melrose and Place. This is to me is another Melrose Place, but they're all athletes. <laughs> Most of them right, right. When when you look at it at that perspective, it, you know, it, it makes it a lot easier for me to um, digest it because that was yeah. the part that I couldn't get into was like the different storylines and stuff like that. And now that I'm older, I might actually be able to get into it a little bit better if I so chose to, you know, start watching it. Back when I was like, you know, in my 20s and stuff, I'm like, oh, that fake bullshit, man. I'm too fucking awesome to fucking watch that kind of bullshit, <laughs> you know. And now that I'm <laughs> now that I'm 40 something, I'm like, oh, I don't know. That's not, you know, it's like I'm watching bullshit anyways. <laughs> Although yeah. I'll be honest with you, I don't well, watch I, a lot. I, of I would say it's, it, yeah, I, I would say it's not as bad as, you know, maybe choosing guitar hero over learning to play an actual guitar you know so there's right. it's, it's a bit closer than that right so there's there's ways there's ways to enjoy it if you do i understand people that don't get it at all and don't enjoy it at all i mean that's fine not everybody i talk to or i'm friends with must also be a wrestling fan so you know but if you are we'll have longer better conversations but it's not a requirement so you, but if you are you're a cooler <laughs> person so you know exactly yeah i will return yeah. your call more <laughs> yeah i mean a lot of it is i'm just not really into scripted stuff much anymore anyways uh i don't watch a ton of tv and what i do watch tends to be i don't want to call it reality show because i, I don't watch stuff like you know keeping up the kardashians and those type of reality show but uh I do watch reality show stuff. Uh, back in the day, right. it was stuff like Deadliest Catch and Mythbusters and all that crap. Uh, now that nowadays, I used to watch uh, a lot watch, of Mythbusters. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, that, that's still a fucking awesome show. I just re, re-upped for the Discovery Channel thing just to uh, follow a different show that I'm watching now, and I noticed that they have Mythbusters and all of them. So it's bittersweet going back and watching some of those, but uh, considering that, you know, the bands broke up now. <laughs> but but uh, I know, like, yeah. uh, for instance, right like right now I'm watching a show called Alone, uh, which has got to be the easiest uh, and least expensive show to ever produce. They take 10 people, they give them a list of things that they can bring with them. You know, and it's not an extensive list and they can bring 10 things, things that are like an ax or a tarp or, you know, 200 feet of rope or fishing hooks. And they, there's, I guess there's okay. this list of like 40 or 50 things that they can pick from and they can take 10 of them. And then they drop them off in the middle of the fucking words by themselves. And oh, that's the entire oh, show. Seriously? There's 10, there's 10. <laughs> yeah, there's there's ten of them out there, uh, and the one that lasts out there the longest without calling to be picked up wins a uh, half a million dollars. So even but oh, even wow, with that's the half a big million prize. dollar prize, it it is, isn't it? I mean, yeah. but even without with the half a million dollar prize, that makes it officially the cheapest show to ever fucking run, uh, because uh, there's no they're their own camera crew. They're recording it themselves. They give them like three or four different cameras and a couple tripods and tell them that they have to record a certain amount of uh, footage every day um or every yeah, couple well, days i know some of them pick days that, that's why reality shows caught on like wildfire because they are the cheapest thing to make you know the same thing with the rash of uh, found footage horror movies that came out that was also the cheapest thing to make you know yeah 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 and it's a really enjoyable show for me because okay first off i the first episode uh, season i caught was like their newest one season eight uh, and then i then i went back and watched season one and that's where i am right now i just finished season one uh, season eight, it was really enjoyable because there are these people out there that are professional survivalists. Some of them make a living at this. They teach people how to survive out in the land and right. watching them. It's not that I watch them tap out uh, because everyone, uh, everyone's going to tap out at a certain point. They put them in a place that was really shitty as far as like trying to live out in the woods. There wasn't a lot of resources and all of them struggled to like keep enough food in their bellies and all this good stuff. Um, Oh, so it wasn't the just ones the most I, lush forest they were next to. Yeah. No, no, no. The the fishing was poor because it was really shallow and they couldn't get out. They couldn't, the, uh, the, the shore was really shallow, so they couldn't really get out to where the fish were. Um, and there were, there just wasn't, uh, they, a lot of them thought they were going to hunt game with their bow, but, uh, there wasn't any deer and the, the, the very few deer that were there were hard to catch because the, it was very wooded there wasn't any really openings for them to be able to shoot a deer without you know like it, you know, hitting a, a tree instead that sort of thing but the funny part yeah, is watching need, these yeah, people you're gonna need at least some kind of a querying yeah right exactly it became hard of one person shot a deer over the entire thing and he ended up winning and i as soon as he he killed that deer i'm like this is the guy that's gonna win he's the only one that's gonna have food here in three weeks from now and it was pretty yeah, accurate right. to that uh, but the funnest, the funnest part was watching all these people that were self-professed survival survival experts starve to the point where they tapped out. But since they taught people how to survive for a living, they wouldn't admit that they tapped out because they were hungry. <laughs> they they all said they all tapped out, saying that they just missed their family and this wasn't worth being away from their family this long and this that and the oh, other. Yeah. And most of the people that did that did it around day twenty or thirty. Um, which sounds like a lot of time, but the the last person tapped out at day seventy four. Um, Holy jeez! Wow, it went on that yeah. long. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and to make it even crazier, 
three out of the last three out of the last five people that uh, tapped out didn't tap out. They were medically disqualified because they got checked every once in a while. At, one, at first, it was every couple of weeks, but as it went along more and more, they'd stop by more and more often, check and see how much they weighed and how much lost weight they had lost. And right. eventually, three of three of the, uh, the last five got pulled medically. They they didn't quit. They, the the medic said, "Yeah, you're done. We we, we can't you know uh, reasonably keep you out here anymore. You've lost people had lost like 90, yeah. 80, 70, 100 pounds, that sort of thing. Lost thirty percent of their body weight. That kind of shit." Oh yeah, that's far too drastic in that amount of time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, those those guys I gave props to. They start going into shock and stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys I gave props to because even though you know their their survival skills failed them, they never gave up. You know they they were they were willing to possibly die to keep on going. Uh, But the ones (laughs) that like you know failed early and then lied and said that they missed their family just because they were too embarrassed to admit that they weren't as good at uh, surviving as they thought they were. Though that's just very satisfying. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's one I used to watch. I, I honestly, I don't know if they still do it, but I think it was called Eco Challenge. And it was hmm. basically where you would be a part of a team and you would just trek um, through, is often I think in New Zealand, and you would just check through the mountains and all this kind of thing. But there was a portion where they were walking, and then there was a portion they were biking, a portion where they were rafting, basically. And it was just this whole kind of thing. And there was teams from all over the world. And the neatest thing was you would see teams that comprised of people that used to be on Survivor or Amazing Race and all those kind of ones were like, okay, now we want to try like a real reality show kind of thing, right? Where mm. it's the, the stakes are much higher than than Survivor and, and, you know, Amazing Race could ever be kind of thing, right? So, and it was really interesting just to see, um, I mean, it was like, pure athletes like a lot of these teams from the other reality ones they kind of did well maybe the first two three legs kind of stuff but they didn't compare to the 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 athletic teams that this is what they did while they could you know uh, physically for their entire athletic career is just do these kind of races and it was really it was really neat to watch and it was usually either a new zealand team or an australian team that actually did the best on those (laughs) Well, and, and it's crazy how good people can get at relatively weird things if there's enough incentive. Uh, a yep. good example of that is the American Ninja Warrior phenomenon. Uh, yeah, way back right. in way back in the day, that was just a a crazy Japanese obstacle course that had regular people sign on for it. You'd have like every, it was a once a year event, and I think they allowed a hundred people to sign on. And every year there'd be like twenty people that took the shit seriously, <laughs> and like eighty people that are just signed on to be on Japanese TV. And, yeah, and it's just like I, I, I work out, I can thing. do this. Yeah, yeah, that right. kind of thing. Or or not. I mean, like they had old people, like they had an eighty year old. Uh, you know, there would be tons of people that you knew as wow. soon as you looked at them that they were going to fail on the first or second uh, obstacle, probably the first right. one. And that was, you know, yep. that was part of the fun of the entire thing. But then they moved it to America and, and Americans took that shit fucking serious. Yeah. <laughs> I oh, mean, yeah. To, to the point where like, uh, you know, uh, and it started slow because, you know, even here in America, it, it had a relatively small uh, fan base and it was on like one of the B channels for uh, like G4 or whatever fucking channel it was on. Uh, but right. enough kids started taking it seriously and watching it. Uh, 
that it, it grew and grew. And then like, I think it was either NBC or ABC started playing it on their thing. And once something's on network fucking TV, it's got a huge audience. And so yep. here it is four or five years into it, having its huge audience, maybe even more, because I don't really pay attention to it, but I just know it's been on there for a while. I turned it on the other day and these people are fucking ridiculous. You know, they're like, it's a whole bunch of 18 or 19 year olds that have been watching it for five or six years and been training American Ninja Warriors since they were fucking 12. You know, so they really, some of them have like 10 years experience in fucking Ninja Warrior shit. Uh, and fucking they're just do amazing things. They, they keep on changing the course to make it harder and harder because, you know, the, the courses that they used for the original Japanese Ninja Warrior, these guys are smoking like 30 seconds. Well, yeah, that, that's just it. Like they get better because they see what what happened before, and so then the level just keeps getting raised, and then all of a sudden you're basically gonna have a bunch of uh, spider men and women without having to be bit by a radioactive spider. <laughs> like it's insane right. what they can do, well, and just grapple onto like nothing. It's just with their the tips of their fingers, and they're you're just hanging off a wall. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and they're, and they're not all new kids. Some of them are specialized athletes that found that their specialized skills happen to help in this crazy fucking, you know, competition. And they decided yeah. to use them to make some money off this shit, mostly like rock climbers and those sort of people. I think that, I think that's the sport that probably have the biggest advantage uh, doing Ninja Warrior, obviously. Oh, well, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. For those kind of ones. But it's also, I think it's probably, now well you've seen it more than me but could it be something for maybe um uh sports athletes that for whatever reason can't do that sport anymore is this like the next kind of logical outlet for them to focus um still their you know athletic goals onto something like this where you know somebody can't play football anymore but maybe you can do an obstacle course right i suppose that's possible although it'd be hard to think of uh uh, an injury that would stop them from doing their their primary sport that still allowed them to do something like this, considering Ninja Warrior is pretty full body athletic, so to speak. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure there's people out there like that that you that uh, have specific injuries, like you can't uh, do certain moves that they need to do for whatever their profession was, but can still do uh, most things for. So Ninja Warrior wouldn't be that big of a deal. Um, a lot of it is actually similar on a small, way smaller scale to MMA. Because uh, MMA, obviously, over the years, has the talent level has improved more and more as the popularity for the sport got more and more. And that's because the bigger the sport got, the greater the financial rewards were. So the more likely it was to attract people to do it. Uh, so and the more people that are doing it, the higher the skill level gets, obviously, because you have a higher base of people to find that are talented at it, um, yeah. which is why you see at the lower levels of uh, MMA weight classes, very, very skilled people, you know, at the, at the 20, 125, 135, you know, 155, uh, and, and even at the 170 level. Once you start to get above that level the, uh, of weight, you know, like the uh, 185s, some of them, and especially once you get past 185, once you hit 205 and so light heavyweight and the heavyweight, the skill level right. drops a fucking ton. And that's because, financially speaking, people that are that big have better financial options than the UFC because they can play things like basketball and football and baseball, you know, um, where that pay way more than MMA possibly can. But for people that weigh like 155, 145, you know, and lower than that, they can't play those uh, sports. So while they might be 
immensely talented and you know and skilled uh they they don't have an outlet for their athleticism other than mma really so which is why you see like the lower weight levels being way crazy better than the higher weight levels well yeah i mean they would get run over on the basketball court on on the football field quite easily um right yeah we're gonna try another call here um or heaven forbid uh play some hockey jeez (laughs) hi guys well hello there crusty nylon jacket Welcome to Podbean, guys. We're really our family here, and I just wanted to welcome you in. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate uh, how that. are you doing tonight? Yeah, I'm doing very good. So, what's the show about, guys? Uh, well, we're still working that out. This is our very first show. Uh, in general, it's going to be kind of like your uh, early morning uh, radio station, you know, morning talk radio with a little bit less less uh, White Snake and Van Halen played. Were you guys <laughs> just talking about um, uh, UFC fighting? Yes, yes. So both of us are oh, MMA fans, God, I uh, although neither of us really follow it a ton lately. I love the jiu-jitsu stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a yeah. I'm I'm, I'm a fan of all of it. Although, although if I was going to pr- actually try to practice part of it, it'd probably be jujitsu because I don't uh, want to get hit in the face. <laughs> well, who does? I mean. Oh, you know, no, which is funny because some people, you, some people out there that that, that do like that kind of shit. Uh, I hear people all the days, all the time, say, "Oh, I like to fight." It makes me want to just pop them in the face yeah. once. Go, did you like that? Because because if you're gonna fight somebody, most likely man, you're gonna get hit I in just face. love it when they get down and all sweaty and they're trying to grapple, and it's just, oh my god. <laughs> well, I can imagine so. I mean, if I was watching a couple hot chicks to do jitsu, do jujitsu, I imagine uh, uh, I wouldn't mind that in the least bit. You like to watch the women. Well, yeah, actually, yeah, I actually enjoy women's MMA quite a bit, uh, it, mostly because a lot of it's not to be mean is not quite as advanced as some of the uh, men's MMA. And uh, well, don't get me wrong, there's really ta- there's there's really talented women MMA fighters, but there tends to be a lot more mismatches on women's MMA, which is one of my favorite things because I love someone just fucking schooling somebody. It's uh, you know, it's it's cool to watch people <laughs> of equal talent fight each other sometimes, but every once in a while, it's good to just watch a good ass whooping, you know. So, yeah, a good squash. Yeah. So what you're yeah. saying is you like to see women get beat? <laughs> yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. You, you, you've interpreted my comments 100 percent correct. That is awful. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so, I only want awful. to see them beat in an athletic Jay contest. Jay and Risen. Yeah. Jay. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Although. Yep. Yeah. Although some people call him Colin. Colin's good too. Colin. Yeah. I like. <laughs> Sounds sexy. Oh, thank you. That's what I was going <laughs> for. Hey, Colin, have you ever had a gay experience? I have not. Well, we should really get together sometime. <laughs> well, it is not something I'm looking for, but I appreciate the offer. You could put a wig on me and you could even pull my hair. Even my imagination's not that good. Well, guys, well, it's very nice. Be doing right show. Is this something you're going to be doing every day? No, no, no. I don't have uh, going for uh, the opportunity week. to do every day anymore. Oh, yeah. just once a week. Yeah. Yeah. Just every Monday, huh? You guys mind if I call in every Monday? You're more than welcome to. We are yeah. accepting of Yay. all types and kinds here. Yay. Awesome. Thank you, guys. So tell me, so tell me more about yourself. What's your name? I'm sorry. You know, what should I call you? You could just call me Krusty. Crusty? Okay. Well, yeah. 
Yeah, there there is a story is, is, behind that, and we'll we'll I was, get to I was, that I was some other about questions. to ask is that is okay is that a figurative or a literal uh, nickname? Well, it's both. Yeah, I gotta go, guys. Ta ta. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, I enjoy looking forward to the story. Maybe next week. Have a great night. <laughs> All right. Know. Disney owns the Simpsons now. You might want to be careful. <laughs> They're what <laughs> uh, Oh, but yeah, but back to the previous topic. I actually wanted to ask you more about this. So, uh, yeah. How long, I have no clue what kind of uh, outdoor manly skills you have at all. How long do you think you would last if they dropped you out in the middle of nowhere with only like basic supplies, like rope and an axe and a tarp and shit like that? Oh, I would be missing my family instantly. No. uh... I'm not. Yeah, I'm I'm not a a camper at, at all. I'm very much a city kid. Uh, grew up in and around Toronto and all that kind of thing. Like concrete jungle, sure, I can do that, no problem. But uh, out in the woods and that kind of thing, I, yeah, I don't think I would last too long at all. You get some nasty bugs or something like that, and like, yeah, I need to leave. But um, in terms, yeah, no, if, if just foraging <laughs> for myself and all that kind of thing, it is not an interest I've had. Or I've not thought, yeah, I could do that. Or I wish I could do that. I'm like, even Survivor, I'm like, yeah, I don't think I could even do Survivor. That's relatively, you know, they deprive people of more and more stuff all the time. But I mean, the camera crew is right there, you know. <laughs> it's, it's not that Right, hard. exactly. It's a nice clear beach, right? You know, not saying that it's easy, but it's, uh, it's not the hardest, you know. Um, but yeah, no, I don't think I would fare well at all. But... I, yeah. you know, I could, I could survive in, uh, in Toronto, I think. Sure. Yeah. Honestly speaking, I'd probably like make it like three days tops. <sighs> you know, can you give me a half a second? I'm not sure if you can hear that or not, but that's my cat asking to get out of the room and it's oh, just yeah. outside yeah, of reach. So let me take, let me take off this uh, headphone. Don't let him out. I'll be right back. Give me three seconds. Yep. Oh, Ah, sorry about that. Yeah, I think I maybe last three days. Uh, I had, I, I really had to laugh. There was a guy on the the uh, second second season, uh, first episode that made it one day. Not even one day. He didn't even make it to the next night. Um, oh no! On the first se- wow. on the first season, there were a couple people that quit after the first day or two because uh, they could hear bears moving around at night or see bears. <laughs> at night and it scared them and they decided they want to get the fuck out of there which kind of surprised me because if you have a like all these survival skills i assume you've been outside before and if you've been outside in any kind of real woods you know there's fucking bears there (laughs) and that's what happened with the guy that didn't even make it the whole day yeah i mean you should know what you're applying for right so what you're what kind of show you're trying to be on so all all these ones even like even if you watch hell's kitchens or any or any of those competition ones like did you not know this is kind of what was happening? Like, this isn't a brand new season. Like, this show's been on for a while. You, why are you shocked that this is how things work a little bit, right? You know? So, yeah. Right. You have to know what you're applying for. <laughs> Especially the second season when they went back to the same place. I can understand the first season. They told them in general what they, where they were going, but they didn't give them the exact place, which is Vancouver. Vancouver Island, by the way. Uh, which okay, is yeah. Which has rural parts, but it also has a whole bunch of people living there too, from what I understand. 
Yep. Um, it, they do. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, we're going to make, make you live alone where people already live. Uh, but in season two, yeah, they yeah, went to the same place. Kind of and this guy quit. There. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, the, like at the end of the season, first season, they, they went to fly the last guy out. And every time they showed somebody, they showed how far they were from the last person they just showed. They're like, here's Bob. Let's do five minutes on Bob. Then they'd swing over to, Fa- to Frank and it'd say 5.8 miles away. And there's Frank over there. So when they did the very last time, when they went to go to pick him up, they showed the, the helicopter that was going to pick him up and it said it was 20 miles away. <laughs> So in reality, all these people were like at the very most like 10 or 20 miles away from civilization, which is enough to fucking kill you, especially if you're not supposed to leave that area. But still, it's funny yeah. how real in reality, how little you have to go away from civilization in certain cases to uh, put you out in the woods. Well, I mean, you you, you uh, hear of all these properties like in in uh, in California or all that kind of thing where all these beautiful backdrops and all this kind of stuff, but it's all filled with like mountain lions eating your cat and all that, <laughs> you know, like right, exactly. nature is kind of just right there. <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. And then, you know, then you got, got places like where I live. I live in suburbia. I don't live in the, uh, in a rural area in any way, shape or form. Uh, when I right. first started living here like, uh, 40 years ago. Yeah, it, it was fairly rural, but it is, it is built up to the point where, it's suburban was the best you can call it. Um, yet I've had 13 or 14 uh, deer in my fucking backyard before <laughs> just because they built all this shit up and the deers never went any place. So, so they went from living in the woods to living in people's fucking backyards. And, uh, and when, while we don't Progress. have like mountain lions or, or, or wolves or bears or anything like that, we do have coyotes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Which will do it, which will do a number on a, on a little dog or a cat or something like that. Well, and coyotes but, uh, get nasty too. The more desperate they are, and the hungrier they are. So, yeah, 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 yeah they'll get brave. Yeah, get get right in there. Yeah, but but it's the deer that are the main problem. They're fucking. Yeah, I think it was a Bill Burr called them hoofed rats. They're they're just, they're just a nuisance. Fucking, they're they're everywhere. <laughs> you always have to be careful while you're driving because fucking, you you will hit one. They'll jump out at yeah, you yeah. with no provocation at all. They've they've got no will to live. It's a it's a whole bunch of emo depressed fucking deer. You know, yeah, that's been a sub of Detroit. So you know, just think about Detroit deer. They're fucking, you know, they'll yeah. fucking stab you. <laughs> I think it was no, Louis C.K. Li- that had a that had a great bit on how deer are the just the dumbest creature. For you know, they're perfectly on the side of the road. They see a car and then choose to run in front of it when they could have just yeah. stayed where they were. It's just yeah. Oh yeah. You can go on a whole rant oh, about and- that. Yeah. They're- Yes, yesterday was just crazy. First, it, it ended up being a horrible ride into into work uh, without me knowing it. My, my uh, me and my wife work at the same place, and uh, a lot of times we ride in in separate cars because even though we get to work at the same time, one of us will have to stay later than the other one. Um, oh, okay. So she, so I'm riding in, and I get into the parking lot. She pulls in. I'm like, "Where were you?" Because it took her a couple minutes. She goes, "Oh, I pulled over to check on the cat you hit." I'm like, "What? I didn't hit a cat." She goes, "Oh, yeah, you did." I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. I go, why would you even tell me that? Yeah, I know. (laughs) Apparently, it was a little kitten darted underneath my car as I was driving by. Just spit it out the other side. She said it looked like it was okay. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. And Well, the worst is the small ones like that and squirrels and like you don't even see, right? It's just you, you don't you don't have a chance. Oh, it could have been so much worse. I also almost hit a squirrel. I had to I had to slam on the brakes. I had to swerve around a 
a fucking bunny and then i saw a buck not even a deer like a six point buck you know go dart in the head of my car about 20 or 30 feet ahead of me i didn't have to hit the brakes oh, wow. but you know it was still enough to me go oh shit i driving to work is like playing fucking frogger dude i, I have no clue what's going on anymore yeah that's a nice set of antlers to go through your windshield at you too jeez oh yeah 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 it's yeah. uh I don't, I don't want to hit anything. Yeah. Uh, no. I, I, I got upset with my wife where we're, we're, I worry we where I work at a country club and uh, it's very hilly and the, the clubhouse is set up on top of this very scenic hill and the employee parking is set at the bottom of the fucking hill. So, so every morning we walk up the hill and <laughs> you know, I, I walk with my wife to keep her company and all that good shit. And she's telling me about the cat and, and, I, and three or four times I'm like, Hey, can you stop talking about that? Really? I'm, I, I've heard enough about the cat. You're, you're kind of bumming me out here. She's standing she goes, your oh, hands okay. on the body count you incurred that morning. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know. I'm like, please stop talking like, about it. You're you making only me got feel up to horrible. five today, honey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's going, oh, no, no. I think it was okay. It was limping and stuff. But I think I'm like, stop. Just, just stop. If you were please. putting it out of its misery. It had a cane. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. And we're, <laughs> shit. I mean, we're, ha- we're, we're having the same problem in our house. Our, our cat it 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 keeps on bringing stuff into our house we we have a uh, a kennel in, the, in our backyard that the, there's a dog do, the door that goes over out to and we've uh we've put netting over it so that the the dog the cat can't get out or anything like that or or nothing can get in uh but right. birds keep on sliding up underneath the, the netting because they're because they're trying to go underneath the fencing when when, uh, when they do so they can get in but they can't get out so the cat keeps on bringing birds inside because apparently that's well, all yeah. it takes to make them fair game you know i mean it's it's a big it's a big enclosure it's like 30 feet by 30 feet uh i'm sorry but 30 feet by 50 feet but uh apparently that's and it's high up there the the netting goes up like 10 feet but apparently that's all it takes is to keep them enclosed with the cat long enough and the cat catches them uh doesn't hurt them well, that's we've, just like we've, instant we've, home delivery for the cat so the cat's yeah, like yeah this it, is easy <laughs> it doesn't hurt them i mean we've released every single one and they've all fly away although i imagine they don't probably have a good time doing it uh but over oh, the course of summer we've had, like, no not a single one they all fly away you know um oh like i said okay, i assume they don't really have a good time doing it but uh the problem being you know <laughs> we've had like 12 of them since the season started <laughs> Jeez. so it, we should we get old after a while she brings in other things she's brought in chipmunks which don't have anything to do with the, the netting just you know the chipmunks wandering in and her grabbing them and those don't fare well because unlike the birds my dogs know what to do to a chipmunk so yeah 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 the birds just kind of the dogs just kind of look at the birds and go oh, i don't know what's up with that but we give the dogs yeah. toys that look like chipmunks so we don't really have that's, yeah, birds, i was no. just gonna say that's that's a chew toy right there yeah yeah exactly yeah <laughs> Oh, and, and two snakes. The, the, the cat's also brought in two snakes. Um, oh, wow. Which, which we've also released. Yeah, this is a vicious beast, dude. I, I was like, we brought Predator into our fucking house. I don't know what to do. Yeah, you got a couple. Yeah, you got some serial killers going on in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, well, it, the cat's happy, so it's, and it's safe. That's the only important part. So It's Alrighty, better the wildlife the time. Than, than, your, uh, <laughs> than your very delicate coaxial cables. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that time. We've got about 10 minutes left in the show. If that's what we were shooting for, you got any topics you want to talk about, man? I didn't actually ask you if you had anything on your plate. Uh, not too much. There was one interesting point just to go back on what we've talked about lately. And I can't remember the name of the fighters, but I think it was the most recent UFC event. But I had mm-hmm. read that 
Dana had like come into the match and either it was at the end of the match or he even stopped it and was just uh, reaming the both of them out for being too boring. And I, and I was thinking for what we were, what you were saying earlier about how UFC, the growth in popularity and everything like that for how quickly and how fast paced it moves now, does it almost have to take a page out of wrestling to have be interesting, not necessarily go as far as storylines, but to be more interesting to watch instead of just, you know, your, your perfect shoot fighting kind of situation. So I just thought it was interesting. Right, right. And it seems like Dana White is more and more, no, 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 you have to be interesting as well. And I remember watching the ultimate fighter that came up a lot. Well, uh, that actually wasn't Dana White. That was the uh, CEO of a different organization, a smaller one. Although Dana oh, White did comment UFC? on it. Oh, okay. did, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and what what happened is the, the both of them were so tentative and like and like non aggressive that he called off the fight halfway through it. Um, yeah, they were just dancing around. Got paid, I've supposedly. Seen, yeah, I've seen those fights. Yeah. 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 Well, but Dana White did comment on it. He goes, "Yeah, that's very unprofessional and pretty fucking awesome." <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he thought it was an <laughs> unprofessional thing to do, but he enjoyed it quite a bit. So yeah, yeah. But the guy which was is right. not surprising. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, not surprising no. considering Dana's <laughs> reputation. Yeah, and yeah, right. that there that is a big part of it. And the problem being, once you get in the ring, it's really hard to uh, since it, since the, the the outcome is not determined beforehand. It's really hard to try to put on it consciously, put on a good show without compromising, you know, uh, uh, your ability to fight effectively. Because you know when you when yeah you can throw this flashy punch and you know you have like a 20 percent chance of hitting them or you can just fucking go for a takedown that you know you have about a 70 percent chance of hitting them with it's really hard to go for that flashy punch when you know if you fuck it up he's gonna punch you in the face um well that's just it yeah so, are you trying to finish with it with a nice superman punch that maybe you'll hit or are you gonna do it properly with some strategy and you know submit the guy or right. something like that you know However, you are not incorrect at all in that you need to have interest uh, in the individual fighters and the sport. It needs to be interesting for it to grow and for it to be popular. So the way you see that being expressed lately is with fighters acting more like wrestlers when they're not fighting. When you have people like the Conor McGregor's who... uh, yeah, right, yeah. right. Who build a persona, uh, often, often an arrogant, like heel persona, because the predominant before before he came around, predominantly, intentionally or not, most people in the UFC were baby faces. You know, uh, yeah. they are all people. They're all about honor and respect. You know, the them from the Asian martial arts that a lot of these MMA fighters got their start in back, you know, where we're talking about the M- uh, MMA in like the nineties and the early two thousands before it became a specialized kind of sport where it was MMA. You know, this is back when it was more like, you know, different disciplines fighting each other to find out which discipline was supposed to be the best, you know, the jiu-jitsu versus the karate versus the, you know, Kung Fu and all those in generally speaking had, you know, a discipline in, in training and, you know, they, they, they taught honor among different fighters. So you didn't see a lot of people in, in the heel position, uh, trying to p- portray the bad guy. Cause that's just not what was right. done, you know, in, in that kind of fighting now with the uh, people like, and, and Conor McGregor is not the first one to do it by any means. Uh, Tito Ortiz yeah. is a good example. Someone that decided to be a heel. Uh, and historically speaking it's the where people if you have at least the skill to back it up people have tried to play heels have done well uh they've become very popular as the anti-hero people wanted to watch them fight if nothing else nothing else because they wanted to see him lose uh exactly. and i yeah. see more yeah. and i see more and more of that every day uh in mma as 
more fighters realize that while it's important to be skilled, it's just as important to have a personality as well. And I see that being taken directly from wrestling, really. Yeah, well, that's the thing. You, you want you want every seat bought, and you want uh, high pay per view buys and all that kind of stuff too, because that mm-hmm. puts you know that helps everybody in the locker room as well. But uh, yeah, it's it's just an, an interesting because. I would run into either you're a wrestling fan or you're an MMA fan. You like the real stuff or you like the fake stuff. And then like, that's it. You can't be both. Right. And so I, oh. I would run into different ones like that. And I'm like, well, you know, I, I, I can appreciate what each are doing, you know? So, and I, the first time I stopped watching WWE for a while specifically, that's when I got right into watching. I mean, ultimate fighter was my introduction on how, not only just the fights, like I had seen UFC fights before Ultimate Fighter, but a look at how they, you know, essentially train and all that kind of thing. And so that whole world was kind of opened up to me. And I found, I learned a lot because of Ultimate Fighter and appreciated it even more because then I can understand and what to look for while I'm watching a fight and go, okay, I see what they're kind of going for or what or how that was blocked or stopped and, you know. Right, and right. I mean, my introduction so, was, was remarkably similar. Same thing. I, I caught the Ultimate Fighter starting in like season four or season five, and I'd seen MMA right. fights before, but uh, the exact, exactly the same as you, getting to know them as people so you learn their personalities and then learning more about their training methods and what they put themselves through to be fighters uh, just made it more interesting. It's always more interesting to watch a fight when you have a vested interest in one of the fighters. You know, you got if you're, you want to be able to have someone that you root for or root against, yep. you know, and and that's the problem I have with MMA now. There's nothing wrong with what's happened to the sport. It's actually good for the sport, but it's expanded so much that I can't keep track of all the fighters. It used to be you'd have a fight at once every two weeks to a month, normally once a month. Maybe if you're lucky yep. if you, and you had more than one event in a month, you're, you know, you're doing great. But realistically speaking, now there's an event almost every single week. Yeah. Well, that's, that's uh, the problem that, with wrestling with WWE right now. There's a pay-per-view every month like clockwork and three shows a week, three television shows a week. So it's a lot of wrestling and that's just one promotion. Then there's a second and third and fourth promotion that are also on TV. So there's a lot to watch. <laughs> yep. 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 Alrighty. You know what? I think we're going to call it a, a, a night. Uh, we're closing in on an hour, which is what we were shooting for. We do not have yeah. a Twitter for the, the show yet. Cause I've been lazy and I haven't got around to, fucking doing it yet <laughs> this is the first show so i wasn't sure how it was going to go if you need to get a hold of me i am passive j uh, on twitter so just passive j at twitter uh how can they get a hold of you sir uh same thing with twitter i'm risen 72 so r-i-s-e-n number seven number two all righty excellent well we will be back next monday at six o'clock uh, so i hope to see you guys all then until next time i'm jay and i'm calling there you go. <laughs> we just need to re- reverse these maybe. <laughs> I think a that's bit. my name. Yeah, we're going to work that out. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm the you new guys, guy. <laughs> yeah, all right. You guys all have a great night. Bye bye. Uh, later for you.